Today is August 4th. The trade deadline is over. Let's talk about who's in, who's out, and maybe what to expect going forward. It's the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? Hey man, what's going on? Well, um, I realized right as I was reading the intro that all of my everything says August 3rd. My notes, if you're watching on YouTube, the, the little icon says August 3rd. <laughs> the thumbnail that I will post for this video will be August 3rd. I could change it, but then this wouldn't make sense. So <laughs> it's one of those days. It is. It has been. It's been a long day for me, man. Worked both jobs today. Long day. Yeah. So it is August 4th when this releases. And actually, we've, because you worked both jobs today, it is actually just flipped over to August 4th, even right now. Yeah. So it's all the way August 4th, and I had the third. <laughs> so we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're fine. Um, I guess a lot to get into, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like one of those things where yeah. like, you know, that we have things to talk about, but it's pretty simple. Yeah. Trade deadline just happened. And we've had a couple of days to kind of process all the things that have happened. And obviously the pirates were sellers. <laughs> Is that a surprise? <laughs> no. Nope. But pirates were sellers. And there were some interesting things across the league, I think, um, that happened. But we're going to stick mostly to the pirates and talk about the things that they did. And then just kind of look at... Um, I guess just some of the other roster moves, not just, uh-oh, Jake's black, Jake's screen is black. He's actually disconnected. Before we even get started. So, beautiful. I'm just going to pause this thing and let him come back. And that was it. We're back. You're back. Okay. <laughs> so anyway. Grief. I don't even, it's like. <laughs> it's weird. I don't even know what happens. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever it is. It's 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 behind us. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't remember what I was saying. I probably should have played it back, <laughs> just so to remember where I was at. But let's go ahead and get into it, man. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. like, "Really? Here we go." I, you know, you come off of two series wins, you get a little bit of momentum mm -hmm. there, um, and then you go into Detroit. It's just a two-game series. You split that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Um, and because of the way the schedule goes this week, there's already one game in the Brewers series. So that was atrocious. And so let's let's talk about any notes here because we've got Oviedo with a really good start on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Seven innings, just the one run, five strikeouts. 
Oviedo has been kind of like that, right? It's been a little here, a little there. Um, it's like my lights just went off or something. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I think it was just because when I have a screen that has a lot of white on it, I get washed out. Hmm. Oh, look at that. That's interesting. Okay. Anyway, it was very good. Uh, start, yeah. you had a Pagero home run, a couple hits from Malika. Bednar was dominant in a save. Then you flip to Wednesday, and it's the loss, but you had other good things. Reynolds, Kutch, both three hits. I think that's mm-hmm. more important to see Reynolds get those three hits. Um, Kutch has been hitting well, but but good to see Reynolds continue to kind of turn that corner. Um, Beto only goes three innings. Baraki, just tell me, is is Baraki good? <laughs> I, I don't think he's bad. What the I'm not going to put that good label on him yet, but he's not bad. He's been super effective. Yeah. And every time it surprises me. But he's really yeah. done a good job. He has. Famous last words. Wait till he gets in the game Friday. <laughs> Obviously, the game uh, Wednesday ends with Key Brian Hayes, who's back on the roster. Um. Ends with a called strike three, and this was kind of an interesting one. I looked it up a little bit more. It's a changeup. Watching the game live, the game the ball never even like threatens the strike zone. Yeah. Now it's not like it's way out of there, right? But like if a ball is that far off the plate, whether high, low, in or out, if it starts over the plate and goes there, okay. That happens, and you, you've got to protect. But this is a changeup that starts high and doesn't break down to the zone all the way. Right. It's a 3-2 count. I don't know how critical I'm going to be of a guy who's been on the IL and hasn't seen live pitching except for three at-bats. I mean, he only played one game in India, I think, and that was days ago. Yeah. I actually was surprised he came back. I thought maybe the back stuff flared back up. But either way, it's hard to be critical of that because of the scenario. And at the same time, like there's there's certain things that we talk about it here all the time. You got to protect the zone with two strikes. You got to but you've got bases loaded. It's the ninth inning and the ball starts up. I'm not sure that I like I'm not sure that I'm like overcritical of that. Like I, I think he probably should have taken that pitch. Yeah, I mean it's a that's a ball four in a in a run. It's it's tough because it does end up close, right? But if it yeah. starts there, I mean what it's easy for us to say, like just foul that one off and get another one. Well, yeah, it's not that easy. <laughs> right. Right. You might try to foul it off and just pop out the first, too. And then what happens? Then everybody says, that was ball four. What are you swinging at? Right. You know what I'm saying? Lose-lose situation. It's a lose-lose situation. And it is a bad call, but some of the... Like, you know that that box is not accurate. Right. And then you look at the other ones, and, like, the box isn't necessarily accurate when you look at the the others. I'm going to try to pull this up. And look at the the pitch by pitch. Okay, so I'll actually share the screen for those of you who are watching. For those of you who aren't, I'll just try to explain it. It 
on this graphic, it shows that it nicks the strike zone. Which this one could be a little off as well because they don't, the top of the zone is on the, the letters of this. And that's not actually the MLB strike zone, is it? No, no. So is this character wrong? Is this, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It definitely right. crossed at the letters, which is not a strike in Major League Baseball. Correct. And if it started higher than that and only broke to the letters, like, I just, I find that to be a hard, uh, a hard situation to say, yeah, I think he should have, he should have protected the plate there when it, it really wasn't threatening the plate, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. I had a thought there and it went away. Um, hate when this happens. It's been a long day, bro. Um, yeah. And it's like you can swing at it and you swing through it because it's up. You can foul it off. I mean, you can try to get a hit on it, but like, I, you're, you're, it's like we said, it's lose lose situation. And I want him to swing the bat, but at the same time, at ball four, that's a run. You're getting a run in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you have the time run at second game. Yeah. Time yeah. run on second base. Sawinski coming up. You just unplugged your headphones. Jeez, what a day. So, yeah, Sawinski coming up after that, too. I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm I'm really indifferent there. Once again, it's also giving him a pass on his first game back. You know, I think there's I think there's a little bit to that as well. It's it's tough to give a pass on on first game back when the game's on the line. It is, but I did from my perspective. <laughs> it's fair. From my it's perspective, fair. I and you know, I don't know. I, I'm just saying if you're if if you're willing to give a pass cuz it's his first game back. I don't know. Maybe maybe go ahead and use a pinch hitter in that situation. If you don't feel like he's all all the way back, like I don't think that's it. <laughs> I don't think it's like that. You don't feel like his back is fine because he no, took a pitch his, high. No, not his like back. You, I'm just saying his timing any, is. No, anytime you come off the IL, your timing's going to be a little bit off. He did have three at bats in the game, so you know he could have very well said, "Yeah, I got this guy." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, that's fine. I mean, the, the ball was up. That's all. Yeah. The ball was up. It was ball four. That was a run. It's a six to four ball game. We're still playing. And instead, you just have to walk away. And that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. The challenge system would have been very nice here. Yeah. Because has he now, if the challenge system is using the graphic that I just pulled up that shows it hits the nick of the top of the zone, then it doesn't matter anyway. If that ball does hit. I mean, some of this is going to be like, oh, yeah, that was a good pitch. He brought it yeah. back. And then it's like, well, but you got to protect. It is a changeup. You know what I'm saying? You you did have an opportunity to pull the trigger and try to foul that ball off. It, it's, I don't know. I'm just really indifferent on the play itself. And, you know, you give up six runs, you probably should lose anyway. Yeah. I guess, you know, in the end. Two for seven runners in scoring position, one for six on Tuesday continues to be continues to be a big deal. So not a lot of hits to go around other than than Reynolds and McCutcheon in that game. Yeah. So, I, I don't I don't know what we can do differently, but something's 
at some point we got to start getting hits with runners on that it's inexperienced man i mean even the game against milwaukee today that was obviously terrible and how much of that plays into it when you're when you're down early um but 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position in that game no no extra base hits at all all six hits were singles um nobody gets a couple of them so there's nobody even standing out in that scenario um I mean, it was just an all-around bad game. And we'll move into that game because Mitch Keller, five innings, nine hits, eight runs, three walks, five strikeouts, and obviously the big home run. Uh, At one point, there was seven hitters where six of them got a hit. (laughs) And it's like, he's, he's your guy. I get that. So the five runs in two innings is one thing. But when you get to the fifth inning, he'd, he'd got two, you know, Two zeros in the third and fourth. He's struggling. He's got two guys on in the fifth inning. And once he gives up that home run uh, to to Bryce Terang, dude, he's done. His day's done. Yeah. That's eight runs. And it just drove me nuts the fact that they even, that he finished that inning. I don't know why you leave him in there. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. Um, Four game series. I don't know if you want to burn through. I, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I see you shaking yeah, your head. Yeah, I'm with eight, you. Eight to one. I'm just trying to think of something. You know, it's I had one. More I had one person for your bullpen. Yeah, I had one person on Twitter say management wants a cheaper contract. Could you imagine? I'm not actually. I'm not actually saying that that's a bad take. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> They're going to, you tell them, you're telling me right now that they're not going to use that. They're going to use that. Whether it's arbitration or whether it's negotiating a contract, they're going to look at this ERA and they're going to say, well, I mean, granted, he didn't give up any more runs. Right. He got a couple outs to lower his ERA, actually. (laughs) But, man, you're facing Santana. (laughs) <laughs> it's tough, man. I would, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I would have taken him out. 16 hits for the Brewers in this game. 14 runs. It didn't stop with Keller. I don't know why it would. Jose Hernandez gives up a homer. He gives up three. Moretta gives up three himself. Holderman does not give up any runs. He's the only clean inning there. And, it, you know... It's just rough. Just a crappy game all around. We can stop talking about it. Thank you. But I do want to say, you know, Mitch Keller, what are we thinking here? Uh, he's not He's not an ace at this point. You know, I mean, I don't understand. You know, he, he, he was had more pitches coming into the year. I don't know if he's tipping something. I don't know if he's... Just location's been bad. I don't know if his stuff's flattening out. ERAs by month. If you look at April, it was a 290. Mm-hmm. And you look at May, it was a 3. June, 356. I'm still fine with this. And then July, 628 ERA. And he just, first first game in August. Might be his second worst game. Still gets in 90 pitches. I mean, they're they're letting him pitch. Yeah. They're making him get through it. 
Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's it's making him get through it, not leaving him out there. Like, dude, get out of it. Yeah, I mean, and that's one, that's one of them. I mean, if, if, if you think back and you go and you look at it and you say, he gives up the five runs in the first two innings, and then he settles in for two innings. Not that, you know, I'm not saying get him out of there in the sixth, but or in the second, but in that fifth inning, he he was struggling. I'm okay. I'm even okay. The more I think about it, I'm okay with him trying to get out of that inning. But as soon as he gives up that homer, he's done. Yeah, you've given up eight runs. Right. To me, it just shows that they're saying, "Well, we've got to get through this season." Instead of, "What can we do to give ourselves a chance to win this game?" It's, "We've got two more months. Let's see what we can do to get through this." That's what it felt like. Yeah. Game's already out of, out of line. Let's just let him throw all the pitches. I don't know, man. I don't know. ERA to 435 now. Um, I can't believe that that we had conversations about Cy Young votes. It sure does. It sure makes us look dumb. But, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. other people other people were talking a good stuff about yeah. him too, though. 100%. So. You call it. Yeah, that, that's – you're 100% right. So bad. So bad. I just you know what you know what frustrates me a little bit though? All these people that were talking good about the pirates when they were playing well, got nothing to say anymore. It's just a non issue. I, I I I'm I'm one of those people I, I like to hear what other people outside of just pirate fandom or or pirates broadcasters have to say. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of not that I like that Apple TV, what Apple TV is doing. Not that I like the commentators on there. Not that I like it being on Peacock, but I like the getting different perspectives. Yeah. I like to hear what people have to say, whether good or bad. I like to hear it. And today and, you had Fox. And this was literally one of the things that was said. Are you ready for this? Sure. Derek Shelton's really done a great job with this ball club this year. I mean, are we really going to be critical of him? Look at the product he's given. That's what they said. I mean, and it's a bad take, but I like to hear it. (laughs) That's a bad take. Yeah. It's a young team. It's a young team. I'm not sure that I'm 100% on board with Derek Shelton's been doing a great job with this team either. And I'm, no, I'm not, not and I try not to be overcritical because obviously the players are the ones that have to execute and they're not, mm-hmm. right? But we've talked enough about how we don't like some of the things that he does. Doesn't stand up for his teams enough. There's not enough accountability in a way is one of the things that we've kind of talked about. Why is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's fine. Um <sighs> Sometimes the takes are what what is the last 10 minutes given you and and base your take off of that. And that's why they were very high on this team early on. It was hard not to be. You and I and and other and others were were reluctant to be super excited about the hot start. They yeah. finally got to a place where we were excited about it, but we assumed it was going to crash. We didn't think maybe this much. I think (laughs) what they did that month gave us some sort of hope that it wouldn't crash this far, right? Right. Um, And and we we got two months left. If this continues, 
that's what will surprise us, right? But if we see some bounce back, then I think we could say, yeah, I mean, this is what we kind of expected from this season. You know what I mean? I think right. it. I think it was higher in the beginning than what we expected. I never thought to see that. That they overdid it, and they've underperformed mm-hmm. from what I expected as well. The median is in there somewhere, but this has been too much of it. And with that said, it's too late because now we will move ourselves into talking about the trades that were made. You lost Carlos Santana, Rich Hill, G-Man Choi, Rodolfo Castro, Austin Hedges. Now, some of those names are okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It was interesting to me to see Santana and Choi traded, even though we said that it could happen. It was a little bit surprising. Now, G-Man Choi, I mean, my goodness, how many games did he play with us? 20, maybe? Yeah, I think it was like 25. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, that's not a huge loss in that, except for looking forward, you were like, well, we could probably just keep him for the rest of the year. Yeah. And have somebody there to help this team because there's nobody else. And acquiring Alfonso Rivas had nothing to do with Choi. Like, that was a throw-in player. So let's talk about the trades first. Let's 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 go in order here. Carlos Santana traded to the Brewers for shortstop Johnny Severino. He's an 18-year-old shortstop from Dominican. I don't know, seems to have a little bit of pop in his bat. Uh, obviously, low minors, this is a see what we can get, right? Yeah. Santana's 37 years old. It is what it is. Yeah. He's I just a great, don't like sending him to the Brewers. I don't like sending him to the Brewers, uh, but I, we had I've had this discussion with people and my only argument is I I just don't want the Brewers to have nice things. Period. Right. And this is a nice thing. I don't. He's not going to make a huge difference. But l- let's be honest. They're a, a half a game out. They don't really need like a huge thing. They've gotten bad production from first base. He's better than what they've gotten. Yeah. So he will improve the team. And you know they made a couple other moves that. You know, can probably put them at least into into a division. We don't know what the Reds are capable of in the last two months of the season. They're also a very young team. They're probably set up to take this division. The Cardinals were big sellers. Yeah. So they're not competing. And I mean, the Cubs did add some. Right. So they, they completely actually opposite than what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, they actually have a shot to to get back into this conversation if they yeah. play well. But anyway, I don't like them having nice things. And I enjoyed I enjoyed Carlos Santana while he was here. Yeah. I'm not like overly sad to see him go because we this we knew what this is what we signed up for. Yeah. This was exactly what was going to happen the entire time and it's no surprise and therefore it was like an expectation. So anyway, I mean obviously when they were playing really well there was there was thoughts and there was conversations about, well, maybe they don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe if <laughs> right. they're playing well, they just keep them around. Right. Um, but once, once the crash, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So the second trade they make was Rich Hill, G man, Choi traded to the Padres for left-handed pitcher, Jackson Wolf, first baseman, Alfonso Rivas and outfielder. I'm going to try this as Stuart Suero. That's what I'm going to go with. I like it. Okay. Um, Rich Hill. Yeah, see ya. Happy trails, buddy. 
Happy trails. Um, we traded him. I mean, literally, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it. Do I have anything else? Wake up! Don't really think I do. But I'm happy about this. I was just tired yeah. of watching it. Yeah. I think it's hilarious that he goes to the Padres because right. I have figured out that in my heart, I really just want the Padres to fail. And I don't really like it's not because it's literally just the money and going out there and buying a team. I mean, this is the the Yankees of old. I just can't wait till he yells at Manny Machado for making some kind of mistake and Machado just punches him in the face. I love he's this. He's a jerk too. I love this. Well, Machado has he has calmed down. I will give him that. Yeah. In his, as he's gotten older and matured, he has calmed down. Um, did I think he maybe made a little too much of the Perdomo thing? Maybe, maybe. I think if he doesn't react that way, it's maybe a little different, but I'm okay with that. But, but, but Rich Hill's going to yell at these quote unquote superstars that the Padres have. Oh no, they're superstars. And they're going <laughs> to be like, who are you? That's what they're going to tell you. Who are you? And why mm -hmm. are you talking to me that way? Mm-hmm. It won't go over well. No. Tatis, what are you doing? Being a stud. Why are you yelling at me? Yeah, here you go. Ready? Here's a here's a clip from from uh the rant episode, uh the Rich Hill rant episode here. Trade Rich Hill as fast as possible. He's a jerk. <laughs> go. <laughs> Bye. I'm done. You can say what you want. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Uh Trade Rich Hill is back. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's good. Um, there was also uh, part of that where somebody said, uh, well, somebody said something else. And I and I said, this is hilarious that you brought up what you said because I said, wait until he yells at Tatis one time after throwing a middle, middle breaking ball for a double. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny that you bring up Machado. I think it's more likely... Um, somebody like Tatis because I think for for all the things that we said it was always that he was yelling at the younger guys yeah you know what I mean and so that's the thing that I'm waiting for him to yell at one of the younger players Tatis counts uh, I know he's got paid but he's still you know relatively young yeah probably not much different in age than Jack Sawinski really right that's actually interesting how old is he Sawinski just turned 25, and Tatis is still 24. He'll turn 25 in January. So, yeah, absolutely going to get yelled at by Grandpa Rich. <laughs> and so, anyway, G-Man Choi is a little bit more difficult because Santana has already been traded. To see Choi go after he was kind of playing pretty well, I, I really assumed that Rich Hill was going to be a package deal. And are you kidding me? My camera just turned off. This is a night. <laughs> um, I, I assumed that Rich Hill was going to be a package deal. You know what I mean? Like they were yeah. going to have to throw someone else in in order to convince somebody to take him. And... There's obvious battery exhausted is what my camera says right now. 
So it's just turning off saying battery exhausted. <laughs> I have it plugged in. So super interesting. I have a, I have a new camera, guys. And I don't know if maybe my external battery pack is not good enough for this one. You're supposed to be able to have this one just plugged in. Hmm. And not even really depending on the battery. So maybe. <laughs> is this one? I mean, that's full, but we'll see. Maybe it works. Maybe it tells me battery exhausted again and turns off. This is fun. <laughs> I don't know anything about cameras. So like, I don't know what I'm doing, really. We're just rock we're just rolling with it here. Anyway, G-Man Choi was interesting. Um I would imagine that uh maybe Jackson Wolf and the Suero is somebody that they <laughs> Dude, I don't I don't know. So to talk about him, Wolf is a 24-year-old lefty. He made a spot start for San Diego this year, but otherwise he's double A. I don't think he's pitched in triple A yet. And he's been he's in Altoona. Suero is a 17-year-old who's six foot five and only 180 pounds from the Dominican Republic. So same thing as Severino in the Santana trade. It's just one of those guys. I mean, O'Neill Cruz was one of those guys when we traded right. Tony Watson to the Dodgers. So who knows? Alfonso Rivas was probably a guy that the Padres were going to DFA. Yeah. And so they decided, uh, would you just want him? And the Pirates were like, sure, whatever. We'll play him at first base, apparently. Yeah. Um, considered to be a throw-in player, I actually tweeted that I thought that the Pirates could either play him for a little bit or DFA him themselves and try to maybe get something in the low minors from somebody else. I don't know if it was even a thing. Um, and, you know, and there was com there was comments. So who's going to play first? Well, Connor Joe's going to play first. Maybe they start working in Triolo at first. He's certainly tall enough. He's been hitting. That was a yeah. possibility. So... You know, I didn't think that. Uh, Andy's played first. When they, we've talked about Henry Davis is going to catch more often, so Andy could have played some more first base. I still think we'll see Andy at first base. So it wasn't that surprising to me. Um, but they just activated Rivas and sent down Nick Gonzalez. So there you go. <laughs> well, go ahead and talk mm. about that. I mean, is that maybe for playing time? I mean, I feel like Nick Gonzalez was getting some playing time. I think I, I don't I, I don't know. I'm I'm dumbfounded by it, to be honest. You gotta let Nick Gonzalez play. Uh, Piguero has looked pretty good. Yeah. He's yeah. hitting the ball with some results. Um so there's been a couple double plays that his arm strength has made happen at second base. The thing that gets me is throughout all of this, Vinny Capra was selected and added to this team. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like something that I had forgotten until he gets in the game today. And I'm like, we sent down Nick Gonzalez and we kept this guy around. Like, what's the deal? It has to be a playing time thing. Yeah. If there's something that they found out about Nick Gonzalez, you know, he made an error. He made his first error on Wednesday. Send him down. How dare him make an error. <laughs> I think it had nothing to do with that. You, I mean, I suppose, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. It's still a little bit surprising to me. I mean, I'm not saying he was like crushing the ball, 
No. But like his numbers aren't that much different than most of the guys in our lineup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. And and he's played a good defense. I don't know, man. I'm okay with it, obviously. He'll be back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just would like to see him get as many major league innings as he can this year. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's even if it's on the bench. Well, I thought him and Pagaro, yeah, were were you know, sharing the time pretty decently. I tell you who I'll tell you somebody who's not gonna get an opportunity again. Rodolfo Castro. Yeah. As he was dealt to the Phillies for a left handed pitcher, uh Failey Failure, wait, Bailey, failure, sorry, Bailey Falter. <laughs> you can fault me for messing up that name. Um, yeah, I mean, Rodolfo Castro has faced Falter before and took him yard. <laughs> Not even close. Uh, just blasted it because Rodolfo Castro can hit left-handed pitching. Mm-hmm. And so we know that there's still something in the tank for for Rudy. Uh, This one, to me, is probably worse than the other two. Yeah. For me as a fan, not for me as a does this make sense. It does make sense, right? I get it from a standpoint of, yeah, we got a bunch of this guy. We do. We have a bunch of guys who have the potential to be what Rudy has the potential to be. We've yeah. just talked about two of them in Pagaro and Gonzalez. We can also talk about G1 Bay. We can talk about Marcano. They're all some form of what he could be. I mean, you could throw in Alika Williams in that in that conversation. They're all that similar thing, and it's not much different than the argument about corner outfielders with Cal Mitchell and Kanan Smith and Jigba and Travis Swaggerty, and then all of a sudden, Swaggerty's gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's just guys yeah. that are in this in this place. And so I get that. Like, he's one of them. But to yeah. just deal him for this particular left-handed pitcher, I'm out, <laughs> dude. I'm out. 0-7 so far this year. Do I have his page pulled up? Yeah. So far this year, 0-7 with a 513 ERA and seven starts, eight games. 40 innings, 50 hits. I'm going to say that again. 40 innings, 50 hits. Like, why? He struck out, though. If you want to look at the bright side, in 40 innings, he did strike out 28 guys. What? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen anything that I like. Right. Man. Okay, so. That's a whiff. He made 16 starts last year to a 386 ERA. He still only struck out 74 in 84 innings. Like, he's not a strikeout guy. Yeah. It's an understatement, but he's not. There's just not much there. 561 ERA in 21, which is, you know, 22 games, but only one start. So it kind of showed that when he got an opportunity to start, maybe a little better. Um, If you guys are listening every week... uh, you know, Ryan Stroop was on the show on Monday. He's a Philly fan. If you didn't listen, if you did, if you did listen, you know that. But if you didn't, go back and check it out. He's a Philly fan. He was talking about the Philly. Uh, of course, we had this conversation. 
And his only comment was, well, Rodolfo Castro doesn't play outfield. And I was like, what's that matter? And he's like, well, we needed an outfielder. But that doesn't change this trade. Like this trade, you weren't going to get an outfielder for Bailey Falter. (laughs) So this trade, like I feel robbed. But that's because as a fan, I'm high on Castro. I think there's something there. And I was like, well, the write-up says they needed... They needed somebody against, they needed right-handed bats. Apparently, Harrison wasn't getting it done because he was released as soon as this trade happened. Yeah. Which, Hmm. you know, we're fond of Jay Hay, but like, if you're just talking about left-handed pitching, like, Rudy's an upgrade from Jay Hay right now. Yeah. So, to me, it feels like this is a a great trade for you. You have a pitcher that you're not going to do anything with. He hasn't done anything for you except lose games. And now you're going to get a capable bat against left-handed pitching and just fill in the exact shoes that Josh Harrison was doing, except maybe be effective a little bit more. Yeah. You're going to limit him to probably mostly facing lefties. And then as his career progresses, he's going to get back to swinging it okay. He's a bench player and a good one. Like that's what you need from him. And that's what I expected to see from him for the Pirates. I wasn't expecting him to be a starter. We talked about at the beginning of the year that he could become one. We've also discussed at length that he hasn't seized the opportunity. Right. And so, you know, uh, this this was just a bad one for me. I like I, mean, I like just, Rudy. Just, so yeah, I, it, there's a little too. bit of that too. It just it was solidified the Pirates' stance on they were done with him. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, Greg Brown's been done with him for a while, but <laughs> maybe we don't, we don't have to hear that and be frustrated with that anymore, but I can't imagine he's going to be uh, nice to, to Bailey Falter. Do we know, um, have we seen, like he hasn't been activated yet. What is, is he in AAA? Has he been, there's no, like, he's been optioned to AAA, he's been assigned to the Indians, there's none of that. He's not on the active roster, he is on the 40-man. So, I mean, I would assume that he's your starter uh, Saturday night in Milwaukee. I would assume that. Yeah. Just because it's TBD right now. Mm-hmm. And Vinny Capra is probably your guy that goes down in that scenario because we've got a lot of position players, right? And so you say that about, yeah. like, we I, I say that because we just talked about Nick Gonzalez and the fact that he was sent down and, Capra is still here. I, Capra was hitting like 350 in in, in AAA. Man, that anytime I have a white screen up, <laughs> I have to keep closing them out. It's so bright. Anyway, Capra probably goes down to make room for him and he starts. Okay, we're done with that. Jason DeLay also came back. Um, oh, Austin Hedges was traded to the Rangers. That's an it's, you know what I mean? Another situation where we talked about um <laughs> Austin Hedges is is not on the team. A lot of people are very excited about this. I actually don't care that much, uh, to be honest with you. I, I, to me, I thought if Austin Hedges does change his role to he gets to play the day game after a night game or the night game before a day game and gets to teach or help a couple of guys. But Jason DeLay, I mean, bringing him up in this scenario, he can do the same. I mean, he's a good catcher too. Yeah. Um, and he's shown just a little bit more maybe as the whole body of work. 
uh, than than Hedges. I don't know, not really. Boy Hedges was uh, just not helpful. Uh, he could have no. been the guy that that could catch, um, that could catch Mitch. Cohen. Yeah, and that would have been hap- I would have been happy with that. Yeah, I really thought Hedges was going to go with Hill. That was surprising that that didn't happen, but it is what it is. All right, I, right. I you know what I mean. I I don't know the trade deadline season. Is a weird one for the Pirates. They're usually sellers during a rebuild. We know that this is year four. This is an expectation of year four to move players. It is not an expectation for next year. So hopefully they can, as a as a collective group, improve. Hopefully they can make a move this offseason that changes this. Yeah. Hopefully it's not a one-year deal for a first baseman. I'd like to see a two-year deal, even though the last two-year deal for a first baseman was Vogelback and they still dealt him, but got Holderman out of it. So at least do that. Right. At least get somebody for a couple of years or something. I don't know. I, the thing is, is I don't see a first baseman peeking up in this system. Correct, yeah. You know, you hope something clicks like Malcolm Nunez or uh it just it hasn't yet therefore uh, you have to it's not going to click in the last right. 2 months and change your mind right Th- that's the thing it, it has to, it had to have happened already now you're saying if it clicks and they have an opportunity next year but they don't have one next year like for beyond it's just not there you know what i'm saying yeah and and to be honest with you, what I would hope now is that him or Martin clicks next year and they trade them away to add to what we have at the major league level. Yeah. It's kind of where I'm at. Alfonso Rivas is going to get some opportunities here. I'm not over overall excited about that. I mean, they batted him leadoff. Welcome to the team. <laughs> uh, he's done that, I think, three other times in his career. Whatever. Uh what do you expect from this team moving forward with these new players? I mean, I don't expect a ton. I expect to to see growing pains on the field, more of the same. Uh, you expect to see young guys getting playing time to you know gain gain experience going into next year. It's it's going to be a lot of the same. Yeah. You you hope by the end of the year they're starting to play well together and they're starting to build something, some kind of chemistry with each other. You know what I mean? Uh, that's all you can expect from a squad like this. And it's not it's not because they're not very good. It's because they they need that they need seasoned. Yeah, but I mean at the same time they're not very good. That doesn't mean that they're not going to be. Right. But you know what I mean. But right now as a collective unit. Like, they're just not very good. And when you have a guy like Mitch Keller, who's supposed to be leading this team, being good, well, he's not inspiring anyone with this performance. Right. And the thing is, is they've got four games, three games now, against the Brewers, and then four against the Braves. And then the Reds, who are currently at the top of the division with the, with the Brewers. I mean, they get to play us, so that maybe they'll be at the top of the division. And then it's the Mets, who are obviously trying to figure out what's going on there, but with all the superstar power they have in a three-game series, they could be amazing. 
And then you get the Twins, who are in first place right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then the Cubs yeah. later on, who are fighting for a spot. Like, it's not going to get better. We still got the Brewers and the Braves later or next month, too, back-to-back. We got the Yankees next month. The Phillies again. Marlins, yeah, who, the, who knows? The, the Marlins are, are our Yankees last... Yankees are in last place. And still better than most of our division. <laughs> Wouldn't they be in the first place in the American League Central? The National League Central, you mean? No, the, oh, American, no, the American League, League Central. Central like, yeah. I bl- yeah, they have yeah. more wins and less losses than than the Twins. So mm-hmm. if we're if we're saying if we're if we're qualifying the Twins by saying they're a first place team, then by all means, the <laughs> Yankees exist in that same category because they're better than the Twins. That was my joke. Gotcha. They're in last place. That division's stupid. I mean, the thing is, and and if you look at the body language, they're super upset. This is what I'm talking about. Like from a from a franchise who expects to be winning, mm-hmm. and they kind of are, but they're not. Right? They're they they're not. And here we are accepting the fact that we're in year four of a rebuild. I get it. But we were bad, mm-hmm. record-wise. Yeah, I don't know. We're not, yeah, we're, we're bad in, at production. The talent is there. I get it. The I get what you're there. saying. We like yeah. the talent. I get what you're saying. It's acceptable from that standpoint. But to call a spade a spade, I mean, mm-hmm. the record looks what the record looks like. Right. And we know that there's growth, and you can put things in context. That's fine. You can put things in context. But the fact of the matter is, you know, 48 and 60 at this point, it's not getting better. And we've, it's not like we have managed, it's not like, well, we've played all our tough games. Now we've got a bunch with the Nationals and the Rockies. Well, we don't. We do have four more against the Nationals next month. But you finish off the season. With the Phillies and the and the Marlins, even who are both fighting for wild card spots, yeah. I mean, you can say we'll we'll get to play spoiler, but dude, I'm we're just ready to turn that corner from spoiler to somebody's trying to spoil us. Just yeah. ready for that, right? And yep, and and you know. Somehow not in last. I have no idea how the St. Louis Cardinals continue to do this, but. (laughs) Then they went and sold a bunch of people. They did, and they weren't like, they didn't trade Arenado and Goldschmidt. and You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't do that, but. Yeah. um, But enough. The thing is about St. Louis, though, is they've got a couple pitching prospects they'll they'll bring up. Mm -hmm. And they'll add because they've got money. Yep. They'll add. And it's unacceptable. That's the other piece of this. They they won't be able to do this again. Right. They are not a team who has the capability to trade Arenado in the offseason for a package deal, trade Goldschmidt for a package deal, trade Carlson. Carlson almost left. But I don't think that now that he didn't, I don't think that that's in the cards here. <laughs> cards. <laughs> I don't think it's in the cards here. I think they'll try to right the ship rather yeah, than absolutely. blow it up. And you can say it's all oh, it's luxury because they've got the financial capabilities of doing it. So what? Like, so do the Pirates. 
we know that there's some limitation there, but they could add this offseason. I understand yeah. that you get a new GM, you get a new front office, you are going to rebuild. And I kind of think like you kind of have to. Yeah. If you, if you don't feel good about where you are, you kind of got to do it. And he, he kind of didn't say that that's what he was doing, but this is the blueprint. Right. I think I went off there. The thing is, is like, if this team doesn't start playing together or playing better, I mean, um, my goodness, they, they could somehow end up losing 100. I think it's going to be hard to do. Yeah. But this is all, guys, this is all. We just lost 14 to 1. Yeah. So, of course, we're going to be a little bit. When Mitch Keller was starting. Right. A little bit of a sour mood right now. Yeah. So, uh, Priester goes uh, tonight against uh, an old country singer. Um, I, like I said, I would imagine this is um, Falter's game against Corbin Burns. Throw that one in the garbage. And then Sunday, Oviedo, Brandon Woodruff. Somehow, could you split this series? Sure. Sure. Why not? You could. You could. Our luck is we'll lose three out of four and win that one Saturday. Not our yeah. luck, but the way that the season's been going, that's what's that's way it'll happen. Right. We'll we'll score seven runs off Corbin Burns, and then everybody else will just mow us down. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, go back and listen. If you haven't listened to Monday's episode, go back and listen to it. Um, a fresh mind, uh, you know, who gets to see the Pirates play for a weekend and and make comments on it and um and he's a true Philly fan, man. I mean like he embraces it. It's it's an intentional thing. It's kind of fun to hear those sort of conversations. Um yeah. but it was a good conversation and he's a good friend of mine. So obviously there was it was a little bit easy to um to chat. So it's I think I think it's a good listen anyway, but uh, it's not like it was this awkward, like, I just met you, let's have a conversation about these two teams, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. So it was kind of cool in that way, but um, but it was a good time, and, you know, I mean, just uh, go back and listen. I think it's a good, I think it's a good listen. Yep. Um, I liked your setup you guys had, too. Yeah, it was, it was fun to do it in, in person again, I, but it's funny, every time I do that, I buy something afterwards because I'm like, ah, if we just would have had this and I keep piecing this thing together, man, eventually it's going to be a nice little place that you're going to have to move to town so we can just do them all in person. It'd be a great time. It'd be a great time. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man, weird deadline for the pirates. Weird deadline all across the board. Yeah. I thought there was a lot of moves, but a lot of like, meh, meh. Right. Otani not moved. Hits number 40 tonight, Angels lose. This is perfect, man. It's just going to continue to happen. Uh, I wouldn't have traded him either, though. Let him do his thing. Enjoy it for the rest of this time. You probably won't re-sign him. Right. And if you do, which I think they probably have a chance to. I mean, he's liked it there. But Otani has an opportunity to not go out there and, and have his salary start with a five in order to say, no, 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 no. Don't do it again. Yeah. Let's, I, I, I'll be happy with a three and, <laughs> and let's keep going. Yeah. 
just sooner or later, sooner or later, these players have got to start saying, no, let's not put all your eggs in one basket. Right. I'd rather take, I'd rather be a little less rich in order to get a ring or two. Yeah. And you've got the, you know, some bases to do that. All right. Well, this was a fun uh, technical difficulty episode. (laughs) Yeah, to say the least. To say the least. And I know that I'm like a perfectionist. So for most of you, you were like, yeah, it was fine. (laughs) But for me, I'm pretty ticked off right now. Mm -hmm. So 14 to 1. And then I've got, you've got Wi-Fi problems that's making you mad. I've got Mm -hmm. that fact that I don't know anything about cameras and, you know, trying to do cool things right I don't even know what I'm doing here we're all right we've got we've got more to do and uh, let's hope that that the Pirates can just have a little more exciting baseball just have some fun be a 500 team here on out yeah just to show some excitement yeah I'm here for it yeah. I'm here for the ride. All right, man. Let's go, Bucks. Yep. Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck. Cannonball coming. And let's go, Bucks.